so grateful that we get to honor all the ladies in the house this morning because regardless if someone has your DNA or not, you are a mother figure. You are an example. You are an influencer everywhere you go. And thank God that we can know who we are this morning because he, our Father, the Word of God, tells us who we are. And so we're going to dive into today and, and see what this looks like. But what I, first thing I want you to know is that your Heavenly Father loves you. No matter of your past, no matter of your decisions of your past, maybe decisions that we're walking in now, I know one thing, that when we miss it, he wants us to run to him quickly, to admit it to him, to ask for forgiveness. And then you know what? Just like that, we are restored in his sight. We are in right standing with him. God loves you. He's after all of us. Don't get me wrong, but I'm focusing on all the ladies in the house this morning. Your God is after you because he longs for a relationship and fellowship. Not just the relationship, that means you're in the family, but a fellowship that he can be part of our everyday life. Jeremiah 31.3 says, I never quit loving you and I never will period. So expect love, love, and more love from me. That's a good God. That's a good creator. Whether you're here today, maybe you've not even made Jesus Lord of your life, but God is our creator. He is the creator of every single one of us. 1 John 3, 1, what marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Look at it. We're called children of God. That's who we really are. We are absolutely nothing without him. But with him, we can do everything and be who he has called us to be. Thank God that he gives us our identity. And what I want you to know that you know that you know this morning, as God's daughters, you are enough. You are are enough. I love that we all look different. I, I love that we all have different stories. We have different things in our life. But you know what? Every single one of you, you are enough. In Christ Jesus, you are complete and you are whole. That's why we need to continually give our attention to what God says about us. So whether there's been hurt this morning, whether there's been disappointment, when there's been loss of loved ones in our life, feelings of insignificant, and how that the culture that we live in tries to identify us, I think God, we can let God be our identity and none of those things. But that's going to be our choice in life. Are we going to be carriers of experience, are we going to be carriers of hurt and loss? And that is not insensitive. That is from the Word of God. We all have that choice in life. What are we going to do from here? I thank God for a grieving process because God knows that we're human. We're not infallible like God. We go through very hurtful things in life. 
But God says, I am here to heal, to mend, and restore everything that the enemy has tried to bring against you in your life and your life experiences. So we can choose today as women of God to let God be our identity or our experience or what the world tells us or other things in our life. You may feel like you have failed as a mom, that it's too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. And this is one I know, and I want to speak to every lady here. There may not be kids that carry your DNA, but that does not mean that you're not a mother figure. That does not mean that you're not an influence to those around you. That does not mean that you're not valuable. That does not mean that you're not whole. You are whole in Christ Jesus. That's the only way we can find our freedom. It's in Christ. It's in what the Word of God says about us. Because we can't be like so flippant about it that we think that this is not going to be a battle in the mind. Because it will be. It'll be a battle in our emotions and how we think. But God has already caused us to overwin. But we need to reinforce that victory of who we are in. See, Jesus fought the battle for us. So this battle that we resist in this life, we have got to yield to his help and listen and be intentional every day to see what he has to say about us. And let me tell you, However motherhood comes to you, ladies, it's a miracle. Don't take it for granted. The people that God has brought into your life that need to see a different example than what we're seeing out there in the world. Jesus came to heal. Psalms 147, it says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wound, healing their pain and comforting their sorrow. What a beautiful thing to see ladies' lives that have been through very hard things in life, but yet they're still standing. Yet they're still going. Yet they're still believing God. Yet they're still living an example. She knows who she is in Christ Jesus. And there is no other beautiful woman on the face of the earth than that description right there. Knowing who you are. Yes, the, the, the wounds, the things we've been through in life does not define you. Only God himself defines us. You are enough. God has a plan. He has a purpose on your life. And we as ladies, as God carriers, should not take that for granted in our life. But there's a responsibility on us to be the daughter of God and represent him the way he truly is. Listen to this. The attacks formed against you have more to do with who you will be in your future instead of who you have been in your past. That has been such a deterrent for all humankind. If we can just get past the lies that come against our mind, the battlefield of the mind, the enemy just wants to stunt you in your progression and things and moving forward with God. And he can only do that if we listen to what he says versus what God says. The enemy can't stop you unless you allow him, unless we believe him. We must believe what God says about us. 
Jeremiah 29, 11 says, God says, for I know the plans I have for you. We are all responsible to do what God has called us to do. For they are plans of good and not disaster to give you a future and hope, period. It doesn't say, but those who have done this, you're not included. There's no but. It's a period, period. God has a future. He has a plan, and he has a hope. You're here on this earth, still breathing today. God has a purpose for your life. Don't finish this life not finishing the race, not running hard after God. I want to bring some funnies in here because I know we've kind of identified some things from the enemy because he can only bring lies to you. But... They're only lies, but they become our truth if we believe them. That's what we have to be careful for. What is your truth? Is it believing what the enemy says or what God says? That will determine our destiny and us fulfilling the plan of God for our life. All right, listen to these funnies, Mom. So here's some mother's quotes. There is no way to be a perfect mom. So don't even set yourself up for failure. Nobody is perfect. But there are a million ways to be a good one. When you're a mother, you're never really alone in your thoughts. A mother always has to think twice, once for herself and once for her child. And I love it. Nothing is really lost until your mom can't find it. We all know that that is a funny, that is so true. Mothers hold their children's hand for a short time but she holds their hearts forever. You can count. Now listen, I was, I was very intentional about splitting things with my kids and splitting food, and I, this nailed me. It says, you count the number of sprinkles on each kid's cupcake to make sure they get the equal amount. Oh, my goodness. Your child insists that you read once upon a potty. Anybody still have that VHS? I'm going to my potty potty. They insist that you read it out loud in the lobby of the doctor's office. And you know what? You do it. You do it. It's so funny how we act so silly, especially around little ones. And you, you, you know, interact with them here in the church. And we just, like, take on a whole different personality. It's like, where did that inner child come from? It's like goo-goo and gaga. And it's like, it's funny. The natural state of a motherhood is unselfishness. A mother's hug lasts a long time after she lets go. I love the way Jesus honored his mother. He was being crucified for you and for me. He was paying the price of our sins that we could be reconciled with him. And in the midst of his anguish, in the midst of his pain, in the midst of all of our sins being on him, he looked up in John 19, and when Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved, and everybody know we're talking about John. We're reading from John. John loved that. He's like, I'm his favorite. I'm the loved one. But I don't know about you, but I like taking on that reflection. I am God's favorite. Don't you feel that way? You should feel that way because you are. We are all his favorites, not just John, the one Jesus loved. And he said to her, dear woman, here is your son, John. 
And he said to this disciple, John, here is your mother. And from then on, this disciple took her into his home. I want to cover three things very quickly this morning that is invaluable that we not fall into the trap that Eve fell into. And I know we kid and we joke, when I get to heaven, I'm going to talk to Eve and why this is going to happen. This, Listen, if we were in the same position, we would have done the same thing. I guarantee it because we're human. We miss it and we mess up. But thank God there is forgiveness. Number one, every single lady in this house, you are a daughter of God. And the last thing you need to do is compare yourself with another woman. You should never compare yourself with another woman. You are beautifully created and wonderfully made from your heavenly father. You are setting yourself up for failure when you put someone else and say, I need to be just like that. No, you need to be who God called you to be. Don't ever compare yourself. That hurts your heavenly father's heart. You are his child and that hurts him to the core if you say, I'm not good enough, but she is. But God says, no, I pay the same price for every single one. I knew you before you were born. I created you in your mother's womb. Don't ever take that lightly. There's a fight in this world for us to compare ourselves. And I am so done. And I thank God for the authentic women in this house. Oh, because it is women for women cheering each other on to do what God's called us to do. And we're doing it together. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Paul addresses this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. He says, don't worry. <laughs> he said, we wouldn't dare say that we were as wonderful as these other men who tell you how important they are. If someone has to tell you how important they are, they're just trying to boost their own self-esteem. But they were trying to tell other people how important they are. But Paul said, but they are only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as a standard of measurement. He says, how ignorant. How ignorant is this, that we're going to boast how good we are and yet compare ourselves and put other people down. The people who know they are in Christ Jesus, they're always lifting other people up. They're always encouraging other people. What beautiful confidence. I think one of the worst things that has brought a comparison between us ladies. You know, it used to be like the magazines and the commercials. Some of us don't even get commercials anymore because we have all these other apps on the phone. But now it's social media. And I am not here to down social media. It's been for good. But there's been a lot. As, as, as good as something can help you, that same thing can hurt you just as much. So we need to be very careful that we're not looking to social media. We're not looking to influencers on social media or makeup tutorials on social media. And this is how it's done. And most of the girls on there don't have a stitch of makeup on. They have a full-fledged full filter of makeup and hair that's not reality. Watch where you're putting your attention. Be careful of the influencers you are allowing to have an ear in your life. You don't know if their lifestyle backs it up. It's, it's interesting how people take this platform and want to preach and teach and all this, but then you find out they're not even living what they're doing. They're just wanting a lot of followers. They're wanting a lot of likes. Please pay attention to your heart. 
when you're on that. You know, and this is just for me. I'm not saying it's bad. But September of last year, I came off social media. I'll get on there to post like a happy birthday or something like that. But it's not something I continue to feed on because there was a lot of hurt coming toward me through social media. I'm not saying they were calling me out. I'm just saying a lot of things that I saw on there was so hurtful. It just really, it, it wasn't lifting, it wasn't uplifting at all. It wasn't bringing life to me. It wasn't bringing encouragement. It was more of tearing down and just putting down so many things that, you know, whatever that looks like in our life, we need to pay attention and do what's good for you. But we are so blessed to be God carriers everywhere we go, ladies. And he doesn't need us comparing ourselves to another person. Women mother not only by giving physical life to a child, but also by nurturing those around them. This is what it means to nurture, ladies. Every one of us are influencers in our life. And we need to be open to God bringing people into our life and to nurture them and care for them. It means to provide love and influence, to care for, support, educate, encourage, protect, to teach, to help someone grow and develop in their relationship with Jesus. That's why I love about our connect groups. That's why I love about our mentorship program. That's why I love about people working together in different areas of the ministry because we are forming relationships. We need each other. We can be women who nurture in everyday lives. You may be teachers here this morning. You may be professors, mentors, grandmothers, aunts, sisters, friends, who provide that kind of nurturing. Listen to this quote, I love this. Few of us will reach our potential without the nurturing of a mother who bore us or the mothers who bear with us. Thank God for his patience in every single one of us. No matter what that looks like in our life, that we can have patience for people. We can leave room for them to grow in their love for God. We have the opportunity to do that. Number two, you are God's daughter. So watch what you're looking at. First of all, stop comparing. Stop it. Only you can stop that in your life. And stop or watch what you are looking at. Ladies, it's so important what goes into our eye gaze, what we're seeing, what we're putting before us. It matters because it infects us it, it it does something if we're giving so much attention to something you don't have to have a big platform to have influence in people's lives you are so important and valuable you are needed for such a time as this you know wherever God has taken us in life wherever we find ourselves be grateful and thankful and thank God for the favor upon your life to be in that position to help and minister to those around you because favor is for a purpose. Favor is not for a status. It is not for a title. It is for a purpose. God's favor is upon your life and he expects us something to do with a favor that he has placed upon our life. 
I want to look at this very closely because you're going to see in Eve's life some things that took place. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, The serpent was the shrewest of, shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. And one day he asked the woman, he said, Did God really say you must not eat from any of the trees in the garden? When the enemy brings the question to your life to question what the word of God said, he is setting us up for failure. That's why we need to give more attention to what God says versus what the enemy says. What questions is he coming at you with, trying to intimidate and interrogate you with? Oh, you'll, will you ever be all that God's called you to be? Oh, you will never make it. You will never move from this place. You will never have influence over someone's life. You will never. And then start to question, did God really say that? And then verse 2, Eve said, she responded to him. And if you're not responding to the enemy with thoughts of the word of God, don't respond. You only respond to him with what God says. Respond with him with what the word says, not your opinion. Our opinion doesn't matter. God's opinion is the one that matters. And she said, of course we may eat from the trees in the garden. The woman replied, it's only the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. And God said, and she said, God said, do you find yourself quoting the word of God sometimes and you still have these doubts that come to your heart? You know what? As long as faith is in your heart, it doesn't matter if doubt comes to your head. We do something with that. We protect our garden. We protect those things that are trying to come against us. And we always say what the word of God says. That is not denying a situation, but we hold fast to the promises of God in what he says. You've heard my husband say this so many times. You don't go to the doctors and the doctors say, what's wrong with you? You say, well, nothing, I'm healed. No, you need to tell them what you're there for, but you know you're standing on the word of God that by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. And thank God he, knew, he uses natural physicians too. All right, just want to, sometimes you just try to explain everything so much so you don't misunderstand. And Eve even said this. She was talking to the enemy. And she said, you must not, uh, God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. And then the serpent, don't get in a conversation with your thoughts and your doubts and your questions. <laughs> oh, you get back to what the word of God says. What does the word say? That is my final authority. And I'm not going to take anything over what the word of God says. The enemy goes back and says, you won't die. The serpent replied to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. And because she entertained the questioning, because she entertained words that were contrary to the word of God, because she got in a conversation and she was welcoming, don't welcome pity. Don't welcome things that are trying to destroy you. When we do that, we're putting ourselves up for failure. And you know what? She became convinced with the lies over the truth. But you know what? That is our daily responsibility. What are we giving more attention to with what we're seeing with our eyes? 
She saw that the tree was beautiful and it looked delicious and she wanted wisdom that it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and she gave it to her husband as well. Single ladies, I don't care how good he looks. If God says no, he means no. I don't care how good things look that the enemy is enticing you to do and enticing you to be a part of. And the, the, the Bible is out of date. It no longer exists. No, the word of God is true today as the day it was pinned on the paper. God's word is truth. I don't care. We don't go by what I see. It can be flashy. It can smell good. It can look good. But if God says no, he means no. When he says no, he means no. His word is our yes and our no to how we live our life. Aren't you thankful for that safety? Aren't you thankful for that guidance? We don't have to wander through life. God tells us through his word, this is the way you should go and that we just stay with it. That's where our fight is. That's where our consistency is because you're not going to always feel like it. We can sing it up and we can preach it up. But when our feet hit the floor in the morning, we've got to be in this for ourselves. We've got to be a disciple, a lover, a daughter of God for ourselves. And we need to do what it takes to be in that good place. It's a fight every day. But you win. Even though you feel the resistance and although it's not easy sometimes, you win. Just don't quit. Don't stop. You keep putting one foot in front of the other. Get God's word in your eyes. Be intentional about wherever God has you. Ladies, God sees you as the shaper of a soul, the developer of a leader, the builder of character, the instiller of dreams, the one who teaches, the one who encourages and instills a desire for those around you to love God. People don't care what you're saying until your actions back up with what you're saying. Number three, my last point, as you are God's daughters, watch what you are saying. Watch what's coming out of your mouth. We've got to be on guard. We saw that in Eve in, in just a couple of scriptures. She was trying to compare herself with God. She looked at the tree that God said don't partake of. And she said, and she was convinced, we got to protect our garden of our mind, of our life, of our household every single day. You know, we don't have to be trained to be negative the world needs more positive Christians. The world needs more nice Christians. They need to see our actions. When our flesh wants to do otherwise, they need to see the us yield it to the love of God. You don't need to be trained anymore in being negative. We were born negative. That's why we needed a Savior. Finish. Just see if you can finish these statements with me. I want you to say it out loud if you know it. When somebody says, you can't have your cake, keep both feet on the, don't count your chickens. See, y'all grew up negative like I did, everybody, everybody. If it can go wrong, we don't need any more negativity. Can I please tell you, we don't need any more. You didn't have to be trained to be negative. That's just the way our flesh leans too. But thank God we are a spirit being. 
And our spirit, the God on the inside of us, helps us, oh, have dominion over this stinking flesh that has a voice, that has over our mind, our will, and our emotions. That's why we need to continually. When you give your life to God, when you, you become born again, you are a new person. You are a new spirit being. But we have got to take the responsibility of putting our flesh under and renewing our mind on the Word of God every single day. Glory to God. Life and death, ladies, are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18.21, the tongue can bring death or it can bring life. Those who love to talk will we'll reap the consequences. Proverbs 18, 21, words kill. Watch what you're saying over those that you have influences over their life. Teachers, professors, watch how you're talking to the kids and say they'll never amount to anything. Watch how you're putting them down in, in the classroom or on the screen and in the chat room. Watch your words over those that you are influencing. Breathe life givers. Yeah. Speak life. And to the kids, it is major. Luke 1.28, this is when Gabriel the angel came to Mary and was reaffirming what God was asking her to do. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted Mary. Good morning. You are beautiful with God's, beautiful, with, with God's beauty. Beautiful inside and out. Have you seen someone so beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, they were the meanest person you ever knew? It's like it changes their appearance of how you see them. And in verse 37, and Mary said, yes, I see it all now. I am the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me, just as you say. Say who God says you are. Take on the responsibility of being God's daughters that influence lives around you. Don't ever take that for granted, that we can impact someone else for the kingdom of God. So watch that you don't compare yourself. Watch what you're looking at and watch what you're saying. It is a daily relationship with our Heavenly Father. We are honored and privileged that we get to be in a relationship with our creator. I just want to speak a blessing over all the ladies in the house this morning. If you are a lady, would you please stand to your feet? I just want to speak a blessing and pray a prayer that I had on my heart to pray over you this morning. It's a new day. That we get up from here and we go out of these doors knowing who we are as daughters of God. That you are complete. That you are whole that you are enough and you are seen by your heavenly father. Those of you watching online, I want you just to receive this right where you are. You're not alone. Father, we come to you this morning and we receive everything that you have for us. Thank you, Father, for every lady here today that she was beautifully and wonderfully created by you. May you bless her right now and fill her with your peace. Those that are hurting of loss, God, I thank you. You can touch us like no other person. And you still have a plan and purpose for her life. 
and that which the enemy has meant for evil, God, you are turning it around for good. And she will fulfill her race. She will run her race with confidence, with her head lifted high to you as her source. God, I pray that she would draw closer and closer to you every single day. That she would find herself in you confident and worthy and important. God, God, show truth about that this morning. Too many are living less than or feeling like they're undervalued. God, may they see their value in you. May she find everything and face everything with courage and integrity and that she walks in wisdom and grace every single day. God, I call every lady in this house blessed today in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. If you would, just continue to pray with me and just close your eyes as we just have a moment, a one-on-one with God right now. And you might say, well, Misty, I'm just here today. I don't know about a good God. I don't know Jesus as my Savior. But I want that relationship that you described today. If you would just quickly raise your hand and put it back down, those of you online. Anybody here, just raise your hand and put it down because we're going to pray a prayer together this morning. And those of you online and here, just pray this with all of your heart. Say, God, I believe with all my heart you sent your son Jesus to pay for my sins. And on the third day of his death, you raised him back to life. And now, he sits at your right hand. So Jesus, today, with all my heart and sincerity, I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. I denounce my past. And now today, I'm a new person in you. Let me just pray for you. God, I thank you for every person that prayed that prayer for the very first time. God, I thank you that your word says that they are now born again, born into the kingdom of God. Well, we were naturally born into a world, but God, when we give our life to your son, Jesus, we are born into the kingdom of God. And God, I thank you that you show them exactly where they need to be in the body of Christ. Because, God, you've planted us in the church so we can grow and flourish and become everything that you've called us to do. And, God, I thank you for continuing to draw them and lead them. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You can look at me. I tell you what, that's the best decision you will ever make in your life is when you give your life to Jesus. But, you know, a best decision that we can make every day that maybe we've done this not getting so comfortable in the years we've been saved and we see it fresh and new and it's real in our life. It's a real relationship every single day.